and welcome to another episode of the Diz Explorers podcast, where each week we try to bring you insightful information about different aspects of all things Disney. This week, we're going to be talking about music, specifically music we don't like. And this could be anything. It could be park music. Uh, It originally started out as soundtracks that we didn't like as a whole, but we figured that was kind of hard, so we kind of changed it up, and we're going to pick songs from good soundtracks that either we feel don't fit or that we just don't like. And we'll see where it spawns from there. As many of you know, our regular listeners, we tend to not stay on our topic for long and instead give you great conversation about something else that has nothing to do with what we originally started with. Actually, that's a lie. We're usually pretty good about staying on topic. Tangents we do go off on, but that's what's a, that's good. It's always good. So this week, joining us will be Jessica. Hi, everybody. And Melanie. Hey, y'all. And Milford. Hello. And I am RJ. This week, I think we're going to start off with Mr. Milford. You got certain songs or entire soundtracks or sound bites or anything music related that just bugs you. Well, I mean, I'm I'm going to go to the not necessarily movie soundtrack genre. I'm going to go to a park music soundtrack. Uh, this particular soundtrack is called the Magic Kingdom Event Party Music. And on this soundtrack is the music to Hallow Wishes, the Boudou Parade, and a music from a parade that for a party that only happened for one year. It was called the Pirates and Princesses Party, which I actually did get to attend. And part of the reason why I own the soundtrack is because I went to it and I liked some of the music. Um, the thing that I the thing that I find most interesting and kind of disappointing is the fact that, you know, they did this pirates and princess party and the music is almost, almost exactly like the music from booty. You, um, if you play them pretty close to one another, you're going to get pretty much the same beat out of it. Now, I, you know, Disney sometimes likes to go down the path of copying from other things to do things quickly. And I think, you know, part of that is what they did with the Pirates and Princess Party. You know, what do you guys think? I I never saw it live. My parents did go. And I don't think that I've ever even watched a video. It seemed like it was a cobbled together thing just to... Pirates was ridiculously popular at that time. I'm not sure the years that they ran that thing. It seems like it was in the mid-2000s. I don't know, maybe around 07, 08. I'm not not entirely sure when they did it, but I feel that's when they did it. And it was like at the height of all the Pirates movies and redoing the attractions and Jack Sparrow fever. So I think they were just looking for another event that they can get people in there for and and glorify the pirates and and they threw princesses into the mix but i yeah. do i do know what you mean about the the soundtrack to that particular part of it was pretty terrible and very 
dance beat like with you know the the Disney classic songs behind it, which to me is always an awful mix. Like they make these, like they make these poor kids from Disney Channel do all the time. They remake these songs and put a thump thump beat behind it, and all of a sudden everybody wants to download it. Where I, on the other hand, want to gouge my ears out <laughs> because it's just <laughs> hard to listen to. Which is a shame because like the Boo to You soundtrack, the current one is a fantastic soundtrack. The earlier versions were very similar to what you were talking about, Milford. It was very kind of dancey-like, I, th- I believe. And then they yeah. ki- they kind of retooled it to what it is now, and I think what it is now is great, save for one section of it, and that's the one with Clara Cluck. That is the worst yep. part of the parade. <laughs> yep, the hootenanny hoedown. Yeah, yeah. That bok, bok, bocking is absolutely... You can't when you're watching the parade live. It's not as prominent, but when you listen to it on the soundtrack, it's like, what? Who mixed this, and why is that sold out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's mine. You know, I, I I do like a lot of the Disney soundtracks, and I I actually have quite a collection of, as I think you do, RJ, the uh, soundtracks from the park music. Yes, um, I'd have to say, you know, if I was going to tell you which one was my favorite. My favorite is the one from the Millennium Celebration at Epcot with the. Uh, uh, no, I can't think of the name of it. But, Tap- you know, tapestry it's of got Nations. And, the yeah. Tapestry of Nations Parade. The music yeah. from that, I think, is other than the tick tock and clock for the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So that would be mine. Cool. All right. Very good. I'll go with that. Yeah, that soundtrack. It's probably not one of my favorite ones, but I that parade when it was happening was not one of my favorite ones. It was one of those things I didn't appreciate it till after it was gone, and then the song kind of grew on me. Uh, watching it was cool because it was visually ridiculous, but it just took forever to work its way around World Showcase. Yeah, when you would sit there yeah, and watch that parade, sure. I mean, it just went on forever. <laughs> yeah, but the the puppetry and the floats were definitely pretty cool. Pretty, pretty yeah, cool. they were awesome. I wish yeah. they still had a parade at Epcot. Yeah, I'd be down with something to do like before Illuminations or after Illuminations, even if it wasn't to the scale of that one, but anything would be yeah. cool. I mean, they could definitely yep. do it with all the different cultures involved. They could definitely put something together, I would think, some sort of other nighttime entertainment. So now, yep. who knows if it's going to be part of their grand plan when, when it's Epcot's turn in, in a bunch of years, but who knows. Yep, yep. So... Yeah. How about you, Mel? All right. When I was thinking about the songs that I, or the soundtracks I didn't like, I really, really wanted to hate Frozen more than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just the overplaying because as I'm going track by track through the Frozen soundtrack, these are some solid songs. <laughs> they are well written. They're clever. I like the Troll song. I think their song is phenomenal. He's a fixer-upper. If you've never listened to that one. So I had to quickly go away from that because I wanted to dislike it. So that kind of made me think of a movie that I wanted to like the soundtrack to more. And that was The Princess and the Frog. I really wanted to like that soundtrack more than I did. I mean, other than there, there, there were a couple of songs that I like, you know, Almost There is catchy and it's really good, but. When we're human, kind of failed to get me, and I really wanted to love my Bella Evangeline, 
I mean, it, it's it's got the lyrics are good. I just I didn't connect with it. I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to like it more than I did. I, I just I think that was it. I just think I didn't connect with it. And and that was one that came out when my daughter was young. So I, I've seen it enough times. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I've seen it repetitively, and it's just it, those those songs never caught on. You know, like like the songs from Tangled or like the songs from Frozen. They they never caught in my brain or like Beauty and the Beast. Those songs that just stay with you. None of the songs stayed with me. I could probably quote a couple lines from a couple of the choruses because they're repetitive but I, I I couldn't tell you more about the lyrics because they're just forgettable huh. At, whereas I could quote lyrics from you know The Little Mermaid and I haven't seen The Little Mermaid you know straight through in easily five or six years right, and I could right. still quote I could still quote lyrics from those you know those memorable Disney lyrics that just stay with you for years and years and that soundtrack just didn't stay with me, <laughs> and, you know. And it's a it's a good movie. I like the message in the movie. I, I like the movie itself. It's not like going to be in my top ten list, but it, it's a, it's a good movie. But I, I really wanted to like that one more than I did. And the other soundtrack, and I can just going straight up with soundtracks that I never realized how weird it was until my last Disney cruise, which was Halloween on the High Seas, and I didn't even stay up for. It, the event was late, so I didn't stay for the entire event, but they have what's called a sing and scream where they play the nightmare before Christmas on the big screen in the Walt Disney theater. And the lyrics are, are on the screen for you to sing along. Mm -hmm. And as I'm reading these lyrics for the first time, I mean, I've heard the songs over and over. I never realized how odd they were. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, these are some odd lyrics. Well, Tim Burton. I, exactly, it, and it was appropriate. But it was, it was just something that I I think took me by surprise at just how. And I like avant garde. I'm I'm good with avant garde. <laughs> that was really out there. Yeah. Well, it fit as far the, as just fit the it movie. Fit the, it fit the movie. And again, I mean, other than this is Halloween, and I can repeat that one, you know, a thousand times over. There's just nothing that. It's not a catchy soundtrack. And no. there's nothing wrong with it not being catchy. But it other does... than This Is Halloween, it's nothing honestly sticks with you through time. No, there's no. it doesn't have giant repeatability. No. At all. And, and I think the This Is Halloween song has been popular only because it's the easiest one to remember and it actually is a full song but it's been played in the parks and associated with Halloween stuff as we talked about with Milford mm -hmm. numerous amount of times and it did have there was a remaster of that album done by punk rock and alternative a bunch bands of different people and, oh, yeah. and the Marilyn Manson version was wild was was very popular <laughs> well I, I mean Say what you will about him, but his version of that song is, and I'm not a fan of his music, but that's a goddamn kick-ass version of the song. It really, really is. Uh, it, it doesn't stray far at all from the original version. It's just kind of heavier, and I, I think he did a fantastic job of of redoing that song. So that that's really is the only one from that soundtrack that is that I can think of. I couldn't even name another song from that soundtrack. 
Exactly. That it was is just when the words were coming up. This is just some out there stuff, which yeah, if that's your thing. But yeah, it was. That, those were the two that kind of stuck out. Like I said, I, I wanted to hate Frozen more than I did, and I wanted to <laughs> like Princess and the Frog soundtrack, the Princess and the Frog soundtrack, more than I did. So. Yeah. I think I failed on both accounts with that one, and I've realized that avant-garde lyrics just aren't my thing. <laughs> yeah, see That's that okay. that troll song I think was is definitely my least favorite song of of that oh, soundtrack. It's clever, it's clever oh. but it just it just bothers me. I don't know why. Just one of those it things. Doesn't really fit in the movie. No, it completely it, doesn't. It doesn't fit. have the same pacing and the same Broadway characteristics I, I no. don't know broad i don't know lyrical terms but maybe no. broad i don't know what it is it doesn't have the same feel well, as the others it's hokey it is hokey it's hokey i mean the scene the visual scene of it is pretty funny like i like the play yeah. and and the point of the song how they they think christoph and anna are going to get married like i like the silly stuff they do with them yeah. how at the end they end up in the hole with like the you know, whatever weird wedding garb that the trolls have put on them. So that like to watch the scene is good, but I, yeah, the song just didn't do it for me. That's. And and the one thing with, because I've got like the deluxe super duper version of the soundtrack again, because you know, that's my house. Yeah. <laughs> if you get the deluxe soundtrack, they have notes from the songwriting team and the reindeer song that people smell better than reindeer. Uh-huh. That song. Yep. That was almost, that was actually written as an afterthought. You can kind of tell. Yeah, because they realized they had Christopher Goff and they didn't use him use vocally. Him. Yeah, at all. They're like, "Oops." I like that little ditty. <laughs> I do too, but vocally, you have Christopher Goff and you don't use him. Right. <laughs> so they they kind of did that as a you know a, as an afterthought kind of a song, but it it is a cute one as well. And I do wish they had used him more, but you know it's Frozen, so there will be sequels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There will be more. There will be more. There will be more. So, you know, I guess that's a lament that they didn't use his vo- vocals more than they did, but oh well. Right. The the only argument I'll have with your Princess and the Bride thing is Friends on the Other Side is a good villain song. It really is. The Dr. Facilier song. Oh. Yes. That's a good tune. I I, I get with Keith you David because was the singer, yeah. Keith David, yeah. Yeah. I, I get where you're coming from. A movie that was based in New Orleans, that soundtrack should have kicked ass from front to back. Been, and other than the Doctor John song, the opening number, which is really good, and then the reprise at the end where Tiana sings it. Yeah, yeah the, the almost there song. It's very catchy. Well, the almost there but song is is good too. But the you know the uh, down in New Orleans. The opening mm-hmm. number, yeah. Yes. That one's probably the best on the the score, because I have the, like you said, I have the deluxe versions, I think, of most of them. Uh, the score for the movie is very well done, if you just listen to that part of it. Right. Which music geeks like me enjoy almost more than the, <laughs> than the lyrical songs. Than the actual lyrics. Yeah. So... Because like, songs like When We're Human, it just is like... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, it's okay, and- but... You know, if it comes on in rotation, I'll keep it on, but I won't actively just want to hear that song. Right. But yeah, I agree, and I'm hoping that, you know, that soundtrack is pretty strong, because I can only imagine that on the Disney Wonder, now that they have Tiana's Place, 
that that's probably going to be the soundtrack for that dynamic. right yeah probably so i'm thinking i mean i think you, i agree that the whole new orleans vibe of the soundtrack itself is good it but the the songs the lyrics you know the vocals not i, I wish they'd done more with what they had yeah no definitely i, I wish they, they had new orleans yeah it's, no, it's kind of like my argument with all of brave yeah all of scotland you had one job yeah and you failed <laughs> so I, I think you know that i wanted more yeah no i hear you i wanted more that's all all right miss jessica what do you got okay well, I actually, I disagree only a little bit about Princess and the Frog because I, I do think it could have been better, but I still like the soundtrack. But one song that I really don't like that I have on my list is the Going Down the Bayou song. I really hate it because it's kind of pointless and it slows down the whole movie and it's just a bore. I always fast forward through that scene because I just think <laughs> it's really boring. And it's supposed to be this big part of the movie where they're at the end of their journey and they're about to find Mama Odie and then they just kind of sit there for four minutes and ugh. <laughs> but I do get what you're saying about I, I think there are some good songs and then there are some songs that disappointed. So I'm kind of in the middle of what you're saying. But another soundtrack that I love that has a song that I don't like is Tangled. I really don't like the When Will My Life Begin song because I thought it was a very weird way to start the movie. Um, I just felt like it was a weird combination of, you know, she has like a million hobbies and she almost seems kind of chipper and happy, which is, I know is her personality, but except for the very end of the song where she's sitting at the window, I just didn't get the vibe that she really wanted to leave that much because she just had so much to do. And I would have expected that to kind of start with her having like all of these reasons why she wants to leave. So I don't know if that's a criticism of the I song as much the, as the way it started. I'm thinking, realizing from the way I take the song is that she's got so much to do or that she can do all of this stuff. And, and she usually gets it done by like 7.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. But she's still not fulfilled. All of this stuff, all of these things she does are just things she does. It's not who she wants to be or where she wants to be. Huh, that's an that interesting way She doesn't like painting. She likes it. painting. She likes, you know, doing some of the things that she does. But that's not who she wants to be. Huh. That's an interesting... And now I have to rewatch it and think are, about it. <laughs> these things are trapping her. You know, all these, these things that her, you know, quote-unquote mother gives her to do or shows her how to do are trapping her. Yeah. I guess I could see that. Yeah, um, I would... I think like I would, busyness is its own jail. Yeah, no, definitely. And I would... And I think at that stage... But it's other, is a little weird. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. well, it's very... Frantic. Right, but well, because it might be intentional. It could be. Well, it sets the tone for kind of her and how she is and her personality, like Jessica said. But Super I think energetic. My my take on it is I kind of agree with Jessica in a way. I, I do like that song. It's not my favorite on the on that soundtrack, but I would say all those things that she's saying that she enjoys doing. I think she does truly enjoy them doing them because that's all she knows. And other than wanting to see the lanterns. She really doesn't know what else she's missing out of the tower. So, like, when will her life begin? She doesn't know when it... I, I mean, I can't, I can, can't quote the song, but 
she doesn't know when it's going to begin because I don't think she really knows anything about anything other than what she she knows in the tower type thing. I don't know. That's I don't know if that makes any sense at all. But it sounded yeah, better in my does. head. It sounded better in my head. So I don't know if the irony is that she's all perky about this stuff and she's at the end of the song. She's not happy about any of it. So it's like, oh, she's so perky and happy to do all right. this. But, which makes it a little weird. Yeah. I mean, it does make it a bit weird. So Yeah. The song I, I hated on that soundtrack was Mother Knows Best. I thought that the when she sings it up again as a like, well, don't come crying to me was good, but the first yes. longer one is too long. I hated I it. I hated that yeah. whole scene. I just, I hated it. I didn't. I didn't even like Mother. I loved that movie, but I just didn't like Mother Gothel at all. She just bothered me. Maybe because she was just such a bitch. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's been evil, wicked stepmothers and siblings in you know eighty five percent of Disney movies, but she just bugged me. I don't know why. Well, she wasn't wicked in a fun way. She was wicked in a frustrating way. Yeah. 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 Maybe because she was very manipulative, like, you know, like the the evil stepmother and them. She wasn't manip- manipulative. She just was mean. mean. <laughs> you know, yeah. there was, she wasn't trying to hide it. She was just mean. Maybe, yeah, it, was, maybe it was the deception part that bothered me. I don't know. That's interesting. <laughs> maybe because I'm a parent. I don't know. <laughs> That's really funny. And then the last song that I, I wrote down, it's not from a movie that I necessarily associate with music but it's just a song that I hate, which is the We Are Siamese from Lady and the Tramp. Yes. Because it's just so creepy it's and annoying. weird. And it's it annoying. And stuck in your head. Yes. Oh, thank you. That is, yes, that's it annoying. It used to scare me so much as a kid. Oh, my God. It freaked me out. Ugh. Okay. Anyway. So if you want, okay, back in the days, I know you're a little young, but when we had these things called VHS tapes. Yes. I had all of those. I had a collection. <laughs> I okay, had so at the, it, oh, ooh. 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 Milford wins. So at the, <laughs> and I'll kind of agree with you, but on the at the end of the VHSs, they would usually have like these shorts of, you know, the behind the scenes things. Yep. Mm-hmm. And one of the behind the scenes features after Lady and the Tramp was Peggy Lee kind of showing you a do it yourself at home way of recording a song like we are Siamese Uh and yes the song is awful I'll agree with you on that one but so Peggy Lee is singing this and she like sings it and records herself and then plays it back and sings it again with herself while recording on another tape player and it's like there's old tape players that you know with the winding film like tape (laughs) real to real (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> real to real. I knew there was like an official word for that. Thank yep. you. <laughs> and so she's doing this real. She records herself on one real to real, and then plays it, sings it, and records on the other. It, it that in it of itself was weird. Yeah, the cats are weird. Yep. Well, the, the other thing that's wor- besides the fact that the voices are annoying, which I know that's the intent of it, it's off. Right? They're not singing together, which makes it worse. Which I yeah. think was also intentional. Like they're not. The two cats are not singing in unison. They're slight. Right. They're like a hair off, which is yeah. what makes it even more annoying because it's like an echo that's not supposed to be there. But but that's what they were going for. I don't know. Yeah, the whole thing is just bad. And they just <laughs> stare at you the whole time without yeah. blinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is just cats. a mess. That's crazy. 
All right. Well, I guess it's uh, I guess it's me then. So the first one I think of, or that I had written down was, in the interest of of trying to go through whole soundtracks, and so the first one that came to my mind was Pocahontas. I don't believe I like any song from that movie at all. It's not one of my favorite movies either. I'll watch it if it's on, but <laughs> I, I none of the songs do anything for me. I, I don't know why. And and the woman who sung, I think that was Pocahontas' singing voice, was the same that was Mulan's. Yes. And, and I do enjoy... No, I think it was, um, oh, was Jasmine it? and Mulan are the same. Oh, I thought Judy Kun did both voices. Jasmine was, uh, what was Leia her name? Salonga. Leia Salonga, yeah. Yeah, I, she I, did Mulan too, I think. She did her singing voices or or, or the Let speaking parts. Right I'm not I sure. You could seen. be you could be right. I know. I I thought Judy Kun had done both of the either both singing or speaking and singing for one or both of them. Either way, Leah did singing for Jasmine and Mulan. Okay, all right, cool, good for you. <laughs> I didn't know that. No, I was just wondering. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Yeah, the songs in Mulan, I mean, there's not that many great ones in that one either, but they don't bother me as much as the Pocahontas songs, the Colors of the Wind, and they just, ah, it's just, it's like they tried <laughs> to get back to, like, those super sing-songy, like, Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty songs, but just didn't, but just failed. <laughs> but, that's that one. And then as far as for songs on a great soundtrack, now... Anybody who doesn't think that the Lion King soundtrack is probably one of the top five of recent Disney movies and maybe even, you know, back to the classics is off their rocker, and I'll leave it at that. But <laughs> on the on the deluxe version and on the DVD where they added that whole little scene with Zazu and put his new song in called The Morning Report, I don't know why they did that. Leave stuff alone. Movie was fine without it. We all saw it in the theaters without him in it. Why was this scene needed? And why was that terrible song needed? There was so, a reason they cut it in the first place. Exactly. Sometimes bonus material should just be bonus material at the end of the movie. Oh, this was a cut song. Let's stick it on the end. Don't splice it in the middle. It's just... It kind of... You mean like the song they're adding to Beauty and the Beast? It, what, yeah, but I, but I think they're adding yeah. stuff from the stage Please production to that one. Wow. Do you not like Evermore? No, I didn't say I didn't like it, but... Okay. <laughs> why add it? We, we would have a, a problem. No, I, I have no problem <laughs> with the song. I think it's nice, but why add it? So while we're on Beauty and the Beast, it's time, okay. to, it's time to upset the masses. I'm not a big fan of the song Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, you're fine. It's too... <laughs> oh, good, I... <laughs> I could always count on Melanie to be on the dark side with me. <laughs> Look, I like it. it. It's okay, but it's not like... It's not like the greatest... I'm, I don't know. They glorify that the scene. and I mean, Be Our Guest is hands down the, well, the best song in that freaking album. is why that scene got all the hype, and that's the song that was attached to the scene, so it got hype. Right. Well, and it's the love song from the film, so... It's the love song, and it was Celine Dion. And, right. You know, it yeah. was epic back in the time. But back in the 90s... Yeah, that was the thing. Now, but in the '90s, Celine Dion was queen of the soundtrack. Oh, she was queen of everything. That's for sure. That she was, and you know, 
that's why I think a lot of people are disappointed in the Ariana Grande version. They don't so much mind John Legend, but the Ariana Grande is just after you have Celine. Yeah. Considering she can still belt it, why wouldn't you just either have her do it again game? or pick somebody else besides Ariana Grande? I know. I mean, it, it, really, it, it is this. You know, it, I'm sure I'm. I am not of the right generation to judge an Ariana Grande, but me neither. Come but. on, she is no Celine Dion. Is all I'm saying. Not even close. I, I don't know her body of work, so I can't judge her on that. But I can judge her compared to the version I'm used to. Exactly. And, I'm with I, I, Now, Evermore, I absolutely adore it. And it's not just because you guys know that I love Josh Groban just a little more than it's probably healthy. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know that song. It is the new song. Um, you can catch it on the audio only version on a, on YouTube now. You know, in the opening, the opening trills at the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't even dare to start humming it because it would be awful and you wouldn't recognize it. But that, <laughs> those opening trills, the very opening, that's how the song opens. And if, okay. if it if it had been a part of the original. But aren't there, there are even songs in the musical that aren't in the movie. So I think so. I'm okay, I'm okay with the adding of music to something that's evolved over time. Anyway. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's not a are direct. They putting any, are they putting any of those songs in this live action movie or no? I have, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I really don't. I'll let you know this weekend. Or not this weekend, next weekend. Next weekend, <laughs> After yeah. After I go see it. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't heard. I thought they were maybe I mean, were combining Gaston, some elements. Yeah, other than the yeah. Gaston song, I haven't actually seen any of the previews. So, I, I haven't watched the, all of them. I saw the first one they did where they had What's Her Face singing uh, Bell, which I was less than impressed with. So, I don't know. It looks to me like there's a lot of extra songs in here that I don't even remember from the musical. I thought, yeah, I, I'm but not again, sure. again, it's been a while since I've seen the musical. So. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen the yeah. musical, and I fell asleep during some of it, so I wouldn't couldn't tell you if, <laughs> what was what was new and what's not, so... Who knows? All right, so let's see. So I had that, I had that. All right, so and then I'm gonna f- fast forwarding to some of the newer, the newest movie that just came out is was Moana. So I think the soundtrack is fantastic because I do enjoy island music and Hawaiian music, ukulele and and the drumming and the tribal beats. I do really enjoy authentic. Hawaiian music besides the stuff that Disney has put out through Lilo and Stitch and various other soundtracks. The song that bothered me the most, there was two songs when I saw that movie and for different reasons. The first one that I didn't like at all when I watched the movie was was the Shiny song. It just bugged me. I was like, where the hell is this coming from? I was like, why is this this? It just doesn't make, it doesn't fit anything. Yes, and, and I then, agree. And then as I got the soundtrack and my little guy wanted to hear it constantly that song grew on me and i was like all right me i get too. it because once i listen to the lyrics lyrically it's fantastic the lyrics of that song are really really good they're on point with the scene in the movie it gives a little bit more backstory to maui and and some of the lines he has about why he's so shiny it's like i'm shiny like a like a wealthy woman's neck he's just there's some really really good lines in that song so then 
The song that I started liking less and less, even though it grows on you, was the Damn You're Welcome song. And while I like the lyrics to that too, The Rock is an awful singer. He can do a lot of other things, but if you listen to that like in headphones, just don't because he's... <laughs> yeah. It's not... He doesn't... Take it for what you will. I mean, but he's... That just wasn't one of his shining moments. And just... Maybe because I'm just such a, a music geek. Listen, I can't sing for crap. So I'm not saying I could do better, but I think they could have done a better job either mixing that song or playing to his... Like when he does the little rap part in the middle, it's good. But the other parts is just like, whoa. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I know that's an unpopular opinion because that seems to be everybody's favorite song from that movie and and everything else. And I know we're not doing a movie review on Moana, but he was... He was th- that character was great in the movie, but I thought the Moana character was a hundred times better as a character in that movie. I definitely think she should be getting all the alco- accolades as a character and not the Maui character. Hell, even no, the chick, even the chicken was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with what you're saying about Shiny because the first time I heard it, I hated it, and I think it's because the sound is so jarring. Like you said, it really doesn't go along with the style of the rest of it and then once you get over that and you actually listen to the words then you kind of start to well at least for me and it sounds like you too you kind of get into it more once you're past how shocking it is to your yeah well because it just it flips like from the whole style of music from the movie and all of a sudden you got this which i'm assuming is supposed to be some sort of a i I never heard of the fellow who who sung it jermaine clement i don't know if he's supposed to be french or or what He's uh, New Zealander. He's New Zealander? Okay. Yeah. I, I just like the like the accent. Everything just threw me off. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Like, I'm in the theater, and I'm, like, doing the Jack Sparrow face. I mean, and, you know, nobody's watching me because it's a dark theater, but I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what's happening here? I don't understand what's going on. So, and yeah. like like you said, once you started listening to it more and you listen to what, the, what he's actually saying, I'm like, all right, I get it, and okay, now it's, you know, now it's funny. So... You know, that's all I got. I, I can't think of any other other songs that and soundtracks that are horrible or, or have songs that are just, you know, kind of deal breakers. Some of the older classic ones, are, are it's hard to listen to the soundtracks because the way they uh, cut and edited the songs, they added a lot of the background songs around them. Like, if you go back and listen to the Sleeping Beauty soundtrack, I mean, Once Upon a Dream is pretty much the only song on that if you listen to the album version of it not the cut version on all the greatest hits albums it has two to three minutes before it and after it of of like that whole entire scene of her dancing with the animals you know pretending to be the uh, the prince philip and so it's kind of hard to listen to because you're listening to all this unless you've seen the movie and know what's happening you're kind of like what what is all this you know silly music going on I think Cinderella is the same way, and some of the Snow White tunes too. But and some of them are you know, just dated, like some well, they're dating. Prince will come kind of thing. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want to judge them based. No, no, not at all. On their era, kind of thing. No, it's, I mean they still weird. they still stand up, and like I'd said before about what I thought they were trying to do with. Um, I don't remember what I said before. They're very. <laughs> They're very sing-songy, which for the 30s and 40s, that was the style of music that was mm-hmm. that was happening. You had these crooners, more operatic, 
Yeah, and you had these crooners doing these songs. Like when the male voices come in on these songs, it's very Bing Crosby-like and very enunciated words and and long drawn out. Uh, at the end of all the words, I can't think of the you know the actual style of that. I'm sure somebody out there is smacking their forehead as they're listening when they listen to this. Movie. What the hell are you talking about? Um, I guess operatic and and. Broadway-like would probably, I guess, be the best way to describe it. As as lately, it seems to be they've leaned towards more poppy-type stuff, it, it seems to be. For some of the things like the You're Welcome song, I mean, that's, you know, that that's a pop song. I'm, I'm sure they do play it on probably, maybe they do play it on pop radio stations, I don't know. You know, I feel like some of those popular Disney songs do get radio airplay. Like, I know the original versions of... A Whole New World, and I probably the Celine Dion version of Beauty and the Beast, not the one from the movie that Angela Lansbury sung, but I think that one was in heavy rotation on the radio at the time, and I know the the Peebo Bryson and I can't think of the girl's name who sung A Whole New World, and that was my wedding song, so you think I should know who sung it, but I can't remember the woman's name. Oh, Jody something. Jody Benson? That was, no, that was that was that was that was Ariel. That was that was Ariel. Oh. I don't know who I, I I can't think of it. I really can't, which is terrible. <laughs> but I you know I don't. They've kind of gone away from that again, which is good because I feel like you know there's certain movies that I guess they have to, and they just pick songs to Henri use as this. Who? Henri. I don't know. That's, I'm just looking at YouTube. Oh, which song are we talking about? Whole the, new world. The a pop whole new version. world. The pop version. Yeah, I know it was Peebo Bryson. Regina Bell. There you go. That's yep. it. Regina Bell. There you go. Yeah. So, you know, and and even like the Elton John versions of all the Lion King songs. I mean, I like Elton John, but I don't like. I'm not crazy about all his. His just his versions of those songs. The you know, same thing like with Phil Collins and the Collins and the Tarzan soundtrack. I happen I, to like that soundtrack. I love Tarzan is a great sound. I really do. I'm just yes. he like the the deluxe version of that soundtrack it's very is very adult though. You you have the songs from the movie and then you have him singing all those same songs, just him yep. and. I get it. They're his songs. He wrote them. He can do whatever he want with them. And those are the ones that got played on the radio. But for me, right. as a, as a f- for the purely the listening to that soundtrack, I, I don't. They don't do anything for me. So, but yeah, that soundtrack is fantastic. My kids love the the trash in the camp. Oh, that one's fun. song. Yeah, <laughs> actually, was just listening to today on the way home after I picked up my little yeah, guy from, didn't from preschool. Didn't he do that song with the? Backstreet Boys or the NSYNC or one of them, one yes. One of those. One of those. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. which. Some boy group from Some the late boy 90s. group, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, I love love that subject. Strangers Like Me, that's a great one. That's a good tune, yeah. You'll Be In My Heart. I, I mean, they're good songs. Oh, yeah, those are good songs. They're good songs, yeah. Definitely, definitely. But, I, I mean, I think we can all agree those, I mean, they had... They had home runs for a couple in a row. Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. I mean, and there's... I will say, as kind of soundtrack adjacent while we're talking about the good stuff, I still highly recommend Riders in the Sky, Woody's Roundup. 
Yeah. That is fantastic. Very rockabilly, very cowboy, very mm-hmm. retro. So that that one was that was well, well done. Right. That was you know in Pixar's glory days. So of yeah. course it was well done. But so that the- that's an easy winner. I'm glad you brought up Toy Story because I always forget about those because now I really like those songs. But when (laughs) I first had gotten those soundtracks, I'm like, who the hell is Randy Newman? And why is he singing on everything? Like, during the movie, you listen to it and you hear him. But when you just listen to the soundtrack, I'm like, this guy's voice is so weird. Why is he singing these songs? Couldn't they have picked anybody else to sing these songs? I mean, hell, for the end of Toy Story 2, they tapped on uh, Robert Goulet to sing, you know, to, to sing as Wheezy, which was fantastic. That's a great rendition of that song. But, that one is good. You know, now when I listen to it, I, you know, I'm so used to hearing those songs, as we talked about in a, in an earlier episode. You know, we, our kids all watch those movies 100,000 times, so you know, you had to learn to like them. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> you'd be in a padded room somewhere. You can't beat them. Exactly. Just join them. Yep. I think that's going to wrap things up for this episode. As we always like to tell you, we'd like to hear from uh, from you, the listeners. What what soundtracks do you not enjoy so much? and Or specifically, what songs on really great soundtracks do you not like or not don't think fit? Uh, we'd love to hear from you either on Twitter or Facebook. Email us if you would as well. You know, Join in the conversation. We always appreciate that and enjoy that. And as always, you can find us on the internet at thedizexplorers.com, which is our website. And you can find links to all our social media accounts on there, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And there's also links to find all of our explorers where you can check us all out and follow us on our various social media accounts we like interacting with everybody we definitely have fun doing it also as far as for listening to this podcast you can find us on itunes and stitcher tune in and also on youtube if you care no videos sorry folks nobody wants to watch us (laughs) you're stuck with just listening on behalf of everybody thank you for listening and we'll talk to everybody next week Of our